the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. The following program is pre-recorded. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, Ohio. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Financial Food for Thought. Financial Food for Thought is dedicated to bringing you real, usable information in the areas of income tax planning, real retirement planning, and estate planning. And today's program is called Real Retirement Planning versus Investment Company Retirement Planning. And uh, you may not know it yet, hopefully you will by the end of the program, but there is a huge difference between the two. Uh, Financial Food for Thought is sponsored by the estate planning team, and the concepts and strategies that you hear on the program we use with our clients on a day-to-day basis. Um, We also offer a free consultation to people who are uh, concerned about some of the issues they hear us talking about. We're doing free consultations so that you can come in and get an evaluation of where you stand in your planning efforts during that consultation, we work very hard to give you a real picture of what you can accomplish, and if we feel that you can't accomplish very much, we'll tell you that. Uh, as Carrie often says, we don't take everybody who comes in for consultations. We don't recommend that everybody plan with us. But, no, unless uh, we can provide substantial help. Substantial help, and then we'll and we'll but we'll tell you that we'll show you that picture when you come in. Um, just to kind of update in the background, this is uh, week two of. Uh, retirement planning issues and to let you know what's coming up we have next week we're moving into estate planning it's one of my favorite areas uh, we're going to be talking about for two weeks about estate planning and so we're finishing up with retirement planning and we're going to do a case study today and before i get into the case study and the particulars i have two people here who are usually here with me to help on the program mark donnelly and carrie waddell what we're going to be talking about today, and it's really interesting, and I really want you to pay attention to who is today's program for. If you're in retirement or you're coming into retirement in a relatively short period of time, you need to pay attention today because we're going to give you some of the basics and, and some of the things that you need to be aware of in order for you to create a peaceful, um, comfortable retirement plan. And we're going to talk about things that you don't hear many other planners or advisors talking about. So stay tuned with us today. And it doesn't matter which end of that spectrum you're on, you're going to get some really good information. And just to clarify for the listeners, when you say short period of time, you're saying within five years or less from retirement. I know some people, right. You know, we say ideally it's within five years, but that doesn't always work. In fact, it very seldom works out that we have people come in five years before they retire. It really is important to have some time to develop some strategies. But in many cases, people don't take the time. They come in, they're right against the wall, and they're going to retire. And just we have people that are coming into retiring in days, right, Mark? Yeah, and a lot of times we have the pre-retirement talks too, and we'll be talking about for the folks that are a little bit four or five years away. 
Whereas the retirement, you know, this is an excellent opportunity if you've just recently retired or been in retirement for a couple of years and you're not really sure if you put together the plan correctly or not, you're going to be uh, want to listen to today's program. Isn't that what you worked your whole life for, to have a great retirement? The reward years. You're into the reward years. And this Financial Food for Thought is sponsored by the estate planning team. Um, As Don mentioned, we do offer a free consultation. Or if you have questions about the program and want more information, our home office number is 440-239-2090 or toll-free is 877-239-2090. We have offices all over the greater Cleveland area, and we have a website, Financial Food for Thought, that has some helpful information for people. So we're in our home offices in Middleburg Heights, and we right. have offices in what lo- other uh, locations? Beachwood, Hudson, Westlake? Independence, and Westlake. Okay. And Akron. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. forgot the Akron office. All right. Okay. So we're out there, and it's convenient for you is the point we're trying to make. Let's get into the case study we're going to do today. The uh, uh, the case study size we're going to work with is about $1.1 million, and, and I know very seldom we're going to hit anybody's estate size on the head with this. Uh, some of you say are saying to yourselves, my goodness, if I had $1.1 million, I wouldn't have to worry. No, that's not true for this couple. They do have some very serious things to worry about, which we're going to point mm-hmm. out as we go along. Um but you have to do the numbers. If your estate is half this, you have to adjust the numbers we're going to give you and the, and the things we're going to tell you so that you can see the impact on your estate. If you're much larger than this, you have to adjust upwards. And we depend on you to do that. One of the problems we have with this format is we, of course, can't personalize it. We have to just use an example and go from there. Um, Mark, you put the numbers together for this example case. Why don't you run through what's what the, the estate is comprised of? Right, and, and this is a combination of... A, of a lot of typical people that come in to see us, right. they've got some money in cash and investments, uh, about 200000 100000 is pretty liquid in money markets and uh, bonds and cash, 100000 in uh, some mutual funds. They have about a combined 500000 in their IRAs. Uh, this is a husband and wife, both mm-hmm. 60 years old. They have some savings bonds. Um, e-bonds uh, that they've held on to for a long period of time, about 100,000 of those. Uh, they have some life insurance in place, about 100,000. Their home has a value of about 200,000. Um, there's a small mortgage left on the home, about 31,000, that they're just about ready to finish paying off in the next couple of years. And the rest of the estate is just uh, personal property and automobiles, about 40000 Okay. Now, let me just make a comment about estate size or total net worth. It's very common when people come in for an evaluation for, from us that they're shocked when they put the whole picture together or in, when we put the picture together for them. We have a tendency not to look at our assets as a group of assets, and we have a tendency not to include some things that the government's going to include. So what Mark has mentioned here is that there's life insurance. You know, you have to count the the life insurance in the estate size, um, and and you have to certainly look at that when you're getting the net worth. Why is that important? It's a beginning. It's the first step. We have to get an accurate estate size, um, and this is one of the first things that we do when we start to put a retirement picture together. One of the major reasons, Mark, is that we we look for something we call underutilized assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example in this case that we've just explained to you might be the e-bonds. You know, um, so many times what we see people doing is that they have they, they lump all of their needs into one, just the investment assets, 
and they forget that there are a lot of other things in the background there that they could be turning to or should be turning to, and they don't use those things the way they should. And it goes to some really um, uh, surprising places, and in many cases, even the home is an underutilized asset. Look at with the savings bonds, since you mentioned it, I know people forget they had about Yeah, they they come in and they have them, but they're not sure when they mature. They're not sure of many things about them. I'm thinking within the last couple months, a client said, oh, I think I have a few. He came in with a stack and it ended up he had 500 savings. Yeah, so so that's what happens to us a lot of time. These are things in the background without a lot of activity and notice to us. So some of these, we call them underutilized assets, get kind of hidden in the background. One of the great things we do with our with the estate planning team is that we bring them to the surface and say, okay, now what's the ideal use for these things? And we can accomplish a great deal if we keep that in the back of our minds. Yeah, we're going to be dealing with that a little bit later on. So we'll be coming yeah. back to the bonds here later on. So the common thing we hear from people about this estate size picture is I had no idea my estate was that large, or or here's the other one that I always enjoy. How come I don't feel rich? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, yeah. I, I don't feel like I, I, I'm wealthy, or I don't yeah. feel that I'm yeah. okay. And, and the issue with that, and it probably applies to a lot of the people listening, is that you know it, it doesn't your estate size, again, if you don't look at it and see what the estate size is, we develop habits over our lifetime that we pretty much get stuck in. And if your habit for most of your... Your working life has been to be frugal and to uh, really count your pennies, you know, and you maintain that habit through your retirement years. You're not, I don't think you're ever going to feel wealthy. We can tell you stories on and on and on about uh, clients that we've worked with that have very large estates that still have the same attitude that they had when they were trying to put the first little bits of the estate together. And, and their um, estate keeps growing keeps and growing, growing and, and growing and growing. Okay, now the second thing we're going to do for a client that comes in for this is retirement planning. The things we're going to look at is we're going to analyze the passage costs. And passage costs, for those of you that are new listeners who don't realize what it is, passage costs are what happen when both of the clients, assuming it's a couple, decease. Now, a lot of you are listening to that and you're saying, why in the world are you analyzing passage costs if this is a retirement couple? Right. I'm not, I'm not worried about that yet. I'm not worried about that yet. Well, here's the point. Here's the reason. This is one of the unique differences in the approach that the estate planning team takes compared to a lot of other planning organizations. Our attitude or strategy is if we can identify the passage costs, we can then develop strategies to bring those costs, the values of those costs, back into the lives of the people we're doing the planning for. And we call it, we use an expression in the estate planning team, we always encourage our clients to use the government's money. That's a saying that you hear over and over if you listen to the program. Use the government's money. This is an example of assessing what the costs are so that we can redesign structures that bring those costs back into the, the lifetime or retirement time of the client and we can enhance their lives substantially. Which is usually a huge amount. It's a lot more than most people ever dream it is. Now, we, we talking, we're talking here about a $1.1 million estate, and we're going to get into the costs and tell you what they are, because that's the next thing is we need to analyze the costs. So, And this is really going to surprise some of you for an unplanned estate. And by an unplanned estate, what we mean is that we call this couple Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that isn't their name. It's an example case, but it's just easy for us to refer to it that way. Um, they have a $1.1 million estate, and when we looked at the cost, if they both deceased today, the total cost that was in place when they came in was $272,000. 
Now, that might surprise some of you because those of you who understand the estate taxes know that there is no federal estate tax due on a $1.1 million estate. All these costs are coming from other directions. And in the estate planning team, we will look at five potential costs. Uh, And four of the five impact this family. I'm sorry, three of the five. Further information for you, this is a family that has three children. When you look at the distribution picture, the government is an equal beneficiary to all the children. Just about, just picture in your head a bar graph. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. And the government's just as, getting just as much as your yeah, children. About right. one quarter share of the whole one estate. One quarter share. There's three kids, so we divide it up into quarters. The government gets 25%. So that's not what most people want to accomplish. And again, we're not, today we're not talking about estate planning and how to, how to step aside, uh, step around all these costs. We're talking today about, evaluating the cost so that we have an idea of what we need to do to bring that amount of money back into the lifetime of the client and uh, and, and enhance their life. Right, but, but then I really think what, what's the eye-opener is we just went over the cost today. Cost today. When you really now do a projection right. of, of what this looks by their joint life expectancy. Mm-hmm. And for a couple 60 years old, that's you know 30 years. They're going to be years. around for a while. And by the way, we're looking at this. We're using very conservative growth rates on, on all the assets. We use 5% growth for the investment yes, assets. 1% for real estate. 1% for real estate. So we're not looking at any huge growth figures here. We're looking at the spending the client is currently doing, and we're looking at inflated cost and spending going into the future. And... Um, the picture that develops 30 years down the road at those conservative numbers is the costs have risen to $1.287 million. Right. So now we're saying the costs are $1.2 million, which is more than their estate Their estate was at today. 65 so, Or so, 60 I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so the question is, who are they saving it for? Yeah. And now the government percentage or the cost percentage is a great deal higher than each of the children's shares. More than double. More than double. Right. Uh, over 42% is going to the government. So you think about this. If you want to know why we look at it this way, you think about this. Over the 30 years of retirement for this client, this couple, we have an available $1.2 million to bring back into their lives to enhance their lives. Do you think you can enhance lives for $1.2 million? Right. And it's a choice. It's saying, am I going to do something? Yeah, but unfortunately, And use Carrie, it? it yeah. Or is the government going or to take it? Or lose it. It right. comes down to use it or lose it. And, and what you've got to do is, remember, there are strategies we can employ to bring those dollars back into your estate so that you can use those or you can redirect those or you can do any number of things with those. And that's really what a, a big part of effective and great retirement planning is all about. Right. And it's a great place to start. For people, because they don't even know that. They, I mean, that's right. the. I guess how much of a shocker it is to people when you show them. This. No, it's a huge shock to a lot of people. In fact, in fact, one of the problems we have, these numbers are so staggering for a lot of families that it's hard for them to get their head around the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's hard for them to, to conceive that this is really what's available. Another way to look at this out there, if you're struggling with this, is uh, it's what we refer to as social capital. There are certain parts of all of our assets at the time of our death that are earmarked for certain things and earmarked by inactivity. Uh, I often say in, in the talks that I give that the default mechanism the government often use, uses to generate tax dollars is inactivity. Mm-hmm. If you don't take the time to go out there and, say, use a tool like a trust, then you will default to the most expensive process. That's right. And that default was triggered by the fact that you didn't do anything. That's a really intelligent thing that the government does 
because the government knows how how many of us and how how much we procrastinate as a society. That's right, Don. Certainly, the government has left the tools on the table. Absolutely, to make choices to get better results. Um, yeah, and explain that. I'll explain that a little bit for people, Mark. What happens is the the people who are passing the laws, the the, the lawmakers out there who are passing the laws to make these things happen generally come from wealthy families. If you doubt that, look back to the last couple presidential uh, races. I mean, we have mm-hmm. pretty much come to a place in our society that in order to be a politician, a successful politician, you have to come from a, a pretty wealthy family because it's a very expensive process. So these people pass laws, and they're not going to pass laws that decimate their own families. They're going to pass laws and leave the tools on the table so that the people who really want to step around the taxes can. And that's exactly what many of them do. And what we're recommending to people out there in the audience is that you do the same thing. It doesn't matter what the numbers are. It doesn't matter what the – I mean, I'm sure it matters to you. But the point I'm trying to make is that you can circumvent many of these costs and redirect these dollars back to yourself if you just work with people who understand the strategies and how to get that done. Okay. And you can call the estate planning team home office for a free consultation about these issues or income tax planning or estate planning or any other issue related in these areas. It's a free consultation. We promise to give you help, honest, helpful information. You can call the home office at 440-239-2090 or toll-free 877-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. And I also wanted to mention, do you want to tell people the special now or... Yeah, I can do it now. We're, we're doing a, periodically on the program, if you listen, you're going to find out that we do special programs, incentive programs to, for certain people. We're, today we're talking about retirement planning, um, and I've decided to do an incentive program for retirement planning for something I think is very, very important. Um, and let me go through the details. For the first 10 people that call, starting today, Saturday, that's the day the program is on, um, and going through this next week, for the first 10 people that call, we will do a free spending analysis. Now, what in the world is a spending analysis? There is an ideal amount of money that every family out there should be spending each year in order to accomplish their goals. And without the worry of run, you're not going to run out of no, money. without or... running out of money. And, and by the way, this example case that we're using here, this grew in the 30-year period of time from a million to three million. You know why? Because the family wasn't spending the proper amount, right? They were saving it. They were saving it just to give it back in the in the in the back end, but they didn't know that. So a spending analysis really starts to identify for people. Now I have to tell you this: this is not always wonderful news. You know, we have quite often have people who come in who are spending too much, mm-hmm. who are people that are about to, you know, if they continue doing what they're doing based on what we see, they're about to run out of money some eight years before they run out of life. That isn't the majority, though. That's not the majority, though. Most people that we work with are pretty frugal. But that is a a possibility, but it is crucial. One of the most important things that you know as an individual is what those numbers are for you. Right. It's getting a real picture of what you should be spending, not what I budget to spend every year, not what I think I should be spending, or not what I always spend every year. Right. So what we're going to do and then for these 10 people, the first 10, now, by the way, I can give you a little war- word of warning here. If, you, if you're if you interested in this, I would call before this program is over, because we've had a lot of these that we do carry that the, the number that we're doing is filled right. up by the end of the program. Right. So it's only for 10, and the reason we're doing that is we only have that much time to dedicate it to it in the next couple of weeks, but... 
so pick up the phone, call 440-239-2090, leave a message that you want to be included in the special program. If you're in the first 10, we'll do that spending analysis for you, and it's and believe me, it's going to be an eye-opener for many people. Out right, whether we whether come out positive or negative, it's, it's going to be it's, important information. It's, you need to know it, because that's the basis for yeah. where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I want to tell you about this this point that we're talking about the next thing we want to do with a retirement planning case is we want to uh, develop an ideal lifestyle picture this is one of the most enjoyable meetings that we have with our clients when you sit down and you say okay what ideally if you didn't have to worry about money if you didn't have to worry about uh, all these things that you keep in the back of your mind what would your life look like and we get to talk about some pretty exciting things you know it's uh, usually involves additional travel it might involve gifting. It might involve vacation homes. Uh, it might involve cars. Uh, better cars, and, upgraded yeah, so all cars. All sorts of things. Yeah. If you start looking at, and we try to stress to people that, you know, if you've gone through your whole working lifetime, you're now into the reward years. This is probably the most difficult part. A lot of people don't know or didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it. No, a lot of people are just kind of stuck when you start talking about these things, or they're so ingrained in the habits they developed over a lifetime of work that it's hard for them to change. But this is crucial. You know, this is your last shot. This is your last opportunity to really get a handle on what your life should look like and then start to go to the next step, which is making that real. Um, and, again, to me, this is a real uh, important, it's an enjoyable meeting for me to have with people when we talk about it. I call it the possibilities, the possibilities. What we're, what, and here's another point for you. You need to realize if you're just going into retirement that you may, you may have 25 or 30 years of life expectancy, but you do not have 25 or 30 years that you can do all the things you want. Mm. There's a period of time after retirement uh, that you're going to be able to really enjoy yourself and take advantage of a lot of things, but generally what we see happening is our health starts to deteriorate. Uh, you know, things come up, not such great things, and your ability to do things starts to decline. So take advantage of the time that you have. Okay. Uh, I also need to talk touch on spending. You know, spending is not just – a lot of people are horrified by what I'm saying right now and telling them to spend a lot of money. Spending to us is not necessarily what you may think of as spending. Spending is also reallocating dollars. You know, we look at gifting to the children as spending. Right. We look at protecting assets to go in a protected – vehicle or place as spending so there's a lot of things that we really what it means and spending is probably not a great word but it's just uh, it's moving dollars to the most appropriate place it's utilizing instead of an activity right to accomplish your longer term goals that's what we look at as spending right you're, you're shifting your assets around which is really our definition of estate planning is the management of the assets that you have today to get the best result based on a long-term perspective on what you want to achieve and not just letting the cards fall where they may. Right. Now we have in this lifestyle picture, what we're doing here too, uh, what we encounter very often from people coming into the planning process is we find people who their major focus, their major, uh, goal was to replace the income that they made while they were working. And a lot of people feel real that they've succeeded if they can replace that income and just go on doing what they were doing before. And again, you know, that's a general trend of thinking for society, but you know what? 
it may not be the number that even comes close to working for what you want. It may not make sense. It may not make any sense It may at cost all. you more to think that way. Yeah, well, in the longer term, generally, it usually will. Um, the next thing we want to do is we want to establish the cost of this lifestyle. After we've taken a, a picture, and there's a couple things, and I'll go back through these and read these off to you again. But after we've taken a picture of what is available to us in, in finalization costs, and we've got a picture of the estate size, and we've got a picture of the life that we want to lead and what differences there are in that life and what things we want to do differently, we then have to come back and establish a cost, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and what you're doing now is you're establishing a cost of the reward life that you really have thought was important to you for most of your life. Right, Don. You know, I don't know how many clients we hear from when they first enter the process, and they say, well, we, we always thought we, we could – spend that but we weren't really sure or we knew we had the assets but we really didn't see how they became available to use yeah. you know it's, it's that cash flow it's that feeling that and you're not I, supposed to know that really i mean that's our job right I mean, you can't expect you it's, it would be unfair to expect yourself to know that when when you don't you haven't worked in this field for uh, as long as as we have and that's what that spending analysis that we've got the special going on that's what helps in this process tremendously yeah now once you establish cost by the way you got to remember something the cost is not all coming from the worst place to you that's the investment assets and those kind of things one of the things that we do mark and i'm gonna let you spend some time on this because you spend a lot of time in this area is we look at the places that we can save money to cover the cost it's a further example of using the government's money so let's use the ira as an example these people had uh what did I say? About $500,000 in a qualified fund. For those of you that don't know the term, that's something that's controlled by the government's uh, rules of distribution for retirement plans. And they were just going to wait until 70 and a half. Right. They had no real plan of distributing of distributing out of the, those IRAs. Right. They knew it, the, the government would start that at 70 and a half. So they figured they would just wait till then, and the assets were, would grow and mm-hmm. be their emergency fund right. if they needed it. And right. Which is what a lot of people think. Right, and that's the plan that they came in with. And that's a killer plan. You're going to get absolutely killed in taxes if you do it that way. So here's an example we're talking about. This, uh, what was the family's income, Mark? Well, um, basically, when we looked at their tax return, um, the, John, the husband, had a $50,000 pension. Yeah. They hadn't started collecting Social Security yet. They're 60, 60 years, years old. old, so they're too young. Uh, they had about $4,000 of interest, about $3,000 of dividends, about another 3500 in capital gains. Okay, so adjusted gross was? About $60,000. Uh, $60,000. Um, they're in a great tax position, really. I mean, you, you know, their their taxes were about $7,400, or about 12% effective rate. That's a federal and state now, rate. Now, here's something you need to realize when you listen to the program. We don't talk about brackets, Brackets, in our mind, are too vague. All right? Think about the gamut that you run through when you're running through a, a, the 15 to 28% bracket. So we use what we call effective tax rates. That's the actual percentage that you paid of your adjusted gross income. And, and also we use that because we can use that number to go back and see what certain things cost us in taxes, right. decisions that we might make. Sure. Like one of the costs that we, we show these this couple was the cost of the minimum distribution plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that uh, that led to one of the the large costs that was waiting for them in the end. Because yeah. a lot of people don't realize that if you're following the minimum distribution plan, you're not going to deplete your IRAs. No, you're not. In fact, Carrie, why don't you tell people about the I was calculator? Thinking about that on the website at financialfoodforthought.com, if you click on 
IRA calculator. We actually have a customized calculator that we designed that shows people if you follow the minimum the government's minimum required distribution plan, it will show you how much you get to spend over your lifetime, how much your children or, or beneficiaries will get, mm-hmm. and how much the government plans on t- keeping. It's actually based on your information you input. Yeah. So it's not a, and by the way, that was financialfoodforthought.com. That's the name of the program. That's our website for the program. Uh, there is not only that calculator on the on the website. There are some other interesting. There's calculators. an income tax savings yeah. calculator. And some good information. You want might right. want to take a time to visit that if you haven't been there. Uh, so this IRA, if you think about this for a minute, you know, making good decisions. You know, one of the philosophies we keep telling people is do the right thing at the right time for the right reason. This IRA postponing distribution mm-hmm. and, and falling into the minimum distribution trap is something that really comes into that whole thing. It, these people are in a 12.31% effective tax rate. And what was the passage cost if they just let it accumulate and pass the money to their children? What was the tax impact? Right, if money? they were just going to follow the minimum distribution, yeah. and, and we run it over their whole lifetime. Right. We just don't say what is your minimum going to start at, at right. 70 and a half. Um, and we're using conservative growth rates. So we're right. saying they've got $500,000 in their IRAs. They're 60 years old. They're going to let it sit there for another 10 years. Yeah. It's going to grow to about 651,000, about 800,000 when you combine them. There's yeah. John and Mary have both. Okay. So the six, the 500 grows to 800. Yeah. Over those 10 years. Their minimum start at about $30,000 at that 30, point. 30,000. That's taxed as ordinary income. Taxed as ordinary income. But here's the key. General rule, the minimum distribution by their joint life expectancy, which is, you know, age 89 for yeah. this couple. Okay. Their minimums will practically double. So, so you'll go 30, from 30 to 60. To 60. Now think about what that's doing to the tax return. Right. That's that trap we talk about. <clears throat> but here's the killer. Here's the real killer. Uh, and this is for people who think or are convinced that minimum required distribution is designed to get your IRA out. How much is left at life expectancy in the IRA market? 5% growth. 720000 720000 Now, here, the kids are going to get that money, and they are going to pay, think about the number of kids. There's only three kids. Their tax rate on this combined tax rate with the taxes they'll be impacted with is 44%. So here's a couple without realizing. This is why it's crucial for you to get some information. Here's a couple who is in a 12% effective tax rate who could disperse some money at that rate, who are deferring until later when the tax rate is going to be 44%. Right. So what we help people put together plans is what should their distribution plan be? You know, How much should they be taking? Exactly. Um, what's the IRA there for? And and if you and what we're really striving for here, what Mark is explaining to you is we're trying to get a level distribution that doesn't push the tax rate up higher and higher and higher through all of your retirement, right? And that minimizes the amount of taxes that will be paid on the tax deferred assets. But but our goal is to have it gone or repositioned by life expectancy, right? That's no, right. and this is something we help people with whether they're getting ready to retire, retired, or even taking minimum required distributions. Yeah. I mean, this is an area of people we get a lot of calls about the consultation about. A lot about. of calls, yeah. We have a lot of consultations that happen about this area. So if you have concerns about this, you might want to give us a call and we'll do some analysis Right, for so you. The, the goal of the effective distribution plan is, number one, it gets you more money to spend. Exactly. And in this case, by going on an accelerated distribution or, or having their own plan distribution, there's an extra $275,000 of spending for them. Okay, so now I got $1.2 million in the finalization costs, 
right? The right. Passage cost, and we've got two hundred seventy-five thousand. Are you starting to get a picture here of how you can enhance a life? Right. But now, but I know of people out there because we always get the first question back, and it says, "Oh well, if I have to take out my IRAs faster, I'm going to pay more taxes." What's the real picture, Mark? Well, they're right in the sense if you don't make any other changes. Yeah. You know, we see time and time again people make the mistakes that they just wait for the minimum distributions to begin. They don't make any room on their tax return. Mm -hmm. And if we may talk about that a little bit more, or certainly come in and talk to us about that. And you're you're right. If you don't make room and don't plan it, it's going to shoot yourself in the foot tax wise. Mm -hmm. We have strategies that says, well, let's make room for the IRA distributions. And now let's go on a plan. And we worked out a plan in this case that will get their IRA out with keeping them in a 15% effective tax rate throughout their whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. One of the things Mark's talking about, well, you remember the income uh, numbers that we gave you before, this this couple had uh, almost $11,000 of what we call controllable income. Right. They weren't even spending. They weren't spending. So what we can do with that is we can shift that to another position and we can fill that $11,000 gap up with IRA distributions and really – not pay any more taxes than we were paying before. So there's a lot of great well, things you can do. Yeah, that's a, second, that's a second part of the plan. Okay, before you get to that, it's been a long time since we did the numbers. So I'm going to yeah, have to carry Since you both mentioned, you mentioned, you know, we talk about the consultation, and I just wanted to mention some of the areas that people call for the consultation. If you're somebody, like we're talking about the show, in or near retirement, if you're someone who has tax-deferred asset or IRAs, or even if you're someone who's already in position where you've already started taking minimum required distributions, mm-hmm. if you're someone who already has a trust or an existing plan in place, or someone who just wants to pay less in income taxes, or our favorite, and <clears throat> I know as people who, and you've mentioned earlier, as people who want to enjoy their retirement years, but still want to do the best for their family. Mm-hmm. So for, if you're concerned about any of these areas, you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or toll-free 877-239-2090. Um, we always encourage people to call and leave a voicemail message on the weekends while you're thinking about it, because as the week goes, I know we talk mm-hmm. about procrastination. And but we get busy. We have busy lives. Right. All right, and don't forget that uh, incentive program we're doing. If you're if you're interested in some of the things we're talking about, you want a spending analysis done, a free spending analysis, you need to call and uh, right. Just, and that doesn't apply to people who have already taken advantage of our specials in the past. Right. Too. You get what we do is we, what Carrie's saying is we limit the specials to one time per person. So we do have some uh, special groupies, don't we? They call yes, on every do. special we have. Right. And we, just to be <laughs> I say fair that in the kindest way. I mean, I'm not trying to take we shots We appreciate the listeners, but in all yeah. fairness to other people. Right. Yeah, we, we want to give that, multiple that people missed out on one before, let them have a chance. Right. To, right. Exactly. Uh, let's go on, Mark. Did well, you finish? Yeah, we'll do, I'll do it real, uh, real quickly here. So the, the effective distribution plan accomplishes two issues. One, you get more spending. Yeah. In this case, an extra two hundred seventy-five thousand over the retirement over years. the retirement years, yeah. and secondly, the cumulative amount of income taxes this couple will pay will actually be less. Be less. Yeah. In other words, under the minimum distribution plan, the amount of taxes that they would pay over that thirty years was going to be eight hundred and seven thousand yeah. dollars. Now, under our plan, that got them more spending. Over those thirty years, the cumulative income taxes is actually six hundred twenty-four thousand. Okay, so we actually lowered the income taxes cumulative over their lifetime. Yeah, and what we're doing here, folks, if you, a lot of you out there are saying, "Yeah, but if you blow the IRA, what are you going to leave to the kids?" 
What many of our clients choose to do is to take a portion of the IRA and replace the IRA assets, but do it in a place that it's not going to be taxed. Exactly. That's so, another way of spending, right? That's another way of spending. So so there's all sorts of choices. You know, When we go over goals with a client, what they're trying to accomplish, we can start to put together recommendations that show them strategies that many of them have never heard of before that really allow them to get to the place that they want but still have a great life. That's really the key. Right. Uh, we want to have our cake and eat it too. Right. And in many cases, we can do that. Right. Start with about getting your own distribution plan. Just don't follow the government. Yeah. You know, here's another thing too. I need to warn you about. You know, I, I often say when when I'm speaking that uh, um, the investment world or financial services world is designed more for the people who work in it than people than the people it serves. And I believe that uh, every day as I watch what's going on out there. But the investment world wants you to keep accumulating your IRA and limit your distributions as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And then they've got all these grand ideas about how you should stretch it out to your children later. And I have to tell you something. When you do the analysis of many of those things, there's a major reason why they're recommending that. It is not your best interest. It's their income. Remember, the investment people get paid on that fund for as long as you have it there and as much as you have there. So you're getting some advice, and many of you, that is advice that's in the great interest of the investment person. But when you do the analysis and you see the cost and you see what the impact's going to be, it is certainly not in the best interest of the family. But, but the funny thing is, Todd, we we all hear their commercials and oh. see their commercials on TV, and they all talk about you know accumulating so you can enjoy your retirement but they never seem to get around to enjoying to, the retirement to distributing this, yeah. it in retirement right. I just, they, I they always want that. the pile to continue to grow and grow and grow and they have all kinds of wonderful reasons to do that but the point is that you accumulate that the money for a certain thing and again, there is an amount you should be spending every year, and we help people identify that. So, and, and the other point is, you know what? They even if you have a great investment advisor, they're yeah, great they're at probably, rec- great at investments right. and making recommendation. Actual planning and retirement planning is a totally separate area, a totally different animal. What really kills me, Carrie, about this is the fact that on most of the investment company forms, they say clearly, "We are not tax people." Right. Consult your consult tax your pro- tax professional. That's they say that all over the forms. You have to sign off that you understand that, and then at the same time, they're giving you advice that's highly uh, involved around taxes. Right. So I mean, they're telling you they're not capable of giving you tax advice. Be smart enough to listen to them, mm-hmm. and don't take advice that's coming about taxes that they don't know what they're talking about. And in many cases, they don't. In some cases, they don't care. You know, it sounds like I'm bashing them, but Kerry made a very good point. We need good investment people, but we need them to do their job, which is grow our investments. Right, not say they do an area that they really don't focus on. That's true. One of the resentments I have for the area is that they continue to say they do retirement planning. They don't do retirement planning in most cases. They do IRA rollover planning because it pays them big commissions. Like I always think of the analogy, I would never go to my general practitioner if you needed a cardiac heart surgery mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. oh yeah i do that on the side <laughs> yeah i do that on the side right oh on the side and i don't even charge you for it so come on in and lay down right yeah. it's the same type of thing <laughs> yeah. you may be a great general doctor but <laughs> right the, the price may be right but it might not be what you need yeah um Okay, now we've got some things done. We've got we've analyzed the life. We've started to look at what the ideal life is for the client. We look at the assets. We look at the money available to us to accomplish some of these things. Now we're going to define the real difference. And this is a this is we had a great meeting here. Now we're going to have a hard meeting that says, okay, here's what you want to have happen. Here's what's available to you to have have happen. So we have to go through this list of ideal things you want to have happen and make it fit. 
we have to now make it fit. And sometimes it's both sides of the coin. I mean, sometimes we tell people your life doesn't come up nearly close to what your your income mm-hmm. or your spending need is. But better find out now. You better find out now. Or on the other side of the coin, we have to say, you know, oh, geez, you know, you're doing some really wonderful things here. But the truth of the matter is you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's like a coming together meeting that has to happen, which is we call define the difference. Um, and we we then have established a couple of really important things to this client. See, the most important thing that happens here is not the numbers. You know, a lot of people think it is. It's the knowledge. It's mm-hmm. the peace of mind. It's the whole. It's the emotional thing that happens when you you're getting to the place that we've analyzed what you have, what's available to you, and what you want to do, and you know that you can afford to do those things and never have a problem with money. It's right, eliminating so the worry, the fears. Yeah. So, so you can go through your retirement years with peace of mind. What a concept! Right, it's understanding the power of what you've worked your whole life for and what it could do for yeah, you. Yeah, and what and the things you should be doing. And in uh, in lots of cases with these meetings, we have to come back and say, okay, we've got these ten things listed that are crucial to you in your life. You can only afford six. Which six are the most important? Mm-hmm. We have another ace in the in the hole here, too, in the background. We do very conservative numbers. So what, one of the things when we get into the maintenance program, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that here in, in a bit, but when we get into the maintenance program, we've structured things and are so conservative in looking at our, our future results that in many years, most years, we can sit with a client and say you have extra money. And I'll explain that to you in more detail as we get into the next part. That's um, always a good meeting. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we've got these. Now we're starting to develop what I call clarity. We're starting to say, hey, this is what we have. This is what's available to us. This is what we want to do. This is the difference. This is what it costs, and this is the difference. And now we can start to develop clarity about what our lives can be. And and we're great at this. We, we really have spent a lot of time doing this and helping clients really design lives that really fulfill them and make them happy and accomplish the goals in the long term they're looking for. The next thing we have to do, number eight, is we have to identify something we call disruptors. Mark, what in the world is a disruptor? Mm. Those bumps along the road. Sometimes Life. they're bigger than bumps. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're actual, the road's gone. <clears throat> now, let me surprise some of the people listening. We're talking about a $1.1 million state, and many of you from smaller states say, well, that person has no worries in the world. So what we've decided to do in the case study is use this case and come back and talk about what we see in the analysis that we term disruptors. Mm-hmm. What was the most important thing in this case, Mark? Income replacement needs for the wife. Income replacement needs. Why don't you explain to people what that means? In fact, go go beyond that. Explain not only what it means, but what the numbers were in this estate. Right. Well, when we looked at the fixed income coming in, the husband had a pension that he had elected, but there was no survivorship. He had elected the higher pension, which represented his $50,000. But if he dies, there is no survivorship for the wife. Now, that's let's talk about that for a minute. When people do those pension elections, there are people who've worked their whole lifetime. And what the choices they have, for those of you that haven't been through this yet, is the smaller benefit you take for your spouse, the larger benefit you get during your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And some people don't have options. And some people don't have options, but there's many people that do. So mm-hmm. so what we're seeing is a lot of people say, boy, this is a, and, and you know what the tragedy is here? The tragedy is the people have the money in the background to 
do the things they want. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. So they're making pension elections that could be really detrimental to the spouse based on a lack of information. Right, or a lack of looking beyond the the month the that you're you're right, <laughs> right just you're, the you're surface. Right, and and here uh, is another gripe of mine with the investment world. You know, the investment world claims to do retirement planning. They don't go into any of these things with people. I don't know of another organization that goes about this retirement planning as thoroughly as we do. Right, and, and we talk a lot about making the pension elections with the pre-retirement. And uh, if you listen, right. we'll be doing one of those classes up or one of those shows coming up here yes. after the estate planning. But that's where we spend a lot of time talking about that. Right, right. Um, but go the, ahead. The other, there is also another loss of income, and that's with Social Security, because uh, both of them will be collecting Social Security. But the general rule, again, to remember, is that at the time of the first death, the surviving spouse will continue to collect the higher of their respective Social Securities, and the right. lower Social Security amount will drop off. And that, So in this case... The $50,000 loss of pension, if John dies first, mm-hmm. and the loss of Social Security, which is another $8,000. T- so really, Mark, based on the numbers we were looking at before, Mrs. Smith's income just disappeared. Yeah, she's $58,000 of her income is gone, Yeah, of her fixed income. I wonder uh, how she feels about that. Yeah. That, well, she doesn't know in many right. cases, but... Uh, but it can know. be absolutely devastating for someone. Right, yeah. yeah, but that's one of the one of the anchors isn't in place. You know, this right. is a big hole. Right. This is a big bump. It's a big disruptor in yep. their plan. Right, and it's statistically, a, who's going to go first? Him. Well, again, and so but what we're doing here, folks, when we're talking about these disruptors, is we're taking a look and and we're going to do something different than most people do. We're going to analyze and say what are the things that can happen in this estate that can really cause a major problem. Mm-hmm. And once we determine what those things are, we're going to drag that beast out on the table exactly. and we're going to develop a plan for it. I mean, we're going to make sure that this thing has been addressed instead of what many people do is just ignore it in the background. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm going to ask you, the listeners, a question. Do you ignore major critical things in the background and just act like they don't apply to you? Or it'll never happen. Or it'll never happen? Because, you know what? Oftentimes, life doesn't give us the very best result. So in our in my mind, in the estate planning team's mind, uh, we don't have an effective plan until we've dealt with those disruptors. Here's another. Let me give you some ideas of disruptors. Long-term care stay, nursing it's a, home. It's another big one. It's another. It's a huge one. You know, we just had the Medicaid look back go to five years. You mm-hmm. know, that, it's, that's going to be a big eye-opener for a lot of people out there. And you know what? Those uh, One of the things that we're really fooling the government with, um, we're living a lot longer than we used to. If you wonder about that, remember when Social Security came into being. I don't remember the year of that. Do you, Mark? Uh, I wasn't around that when that came in. Oh, you were there. Come on. No, Mark is very young. He probably wasn't around. I was probably around. <laughs> don't look at me. You worked on the no, original no, not, plan, didn't you? Yeah, I worked on the original plan. No, Carrie, you weren't around either. Uh, but but when it started, what happened was Social Security started at age 65 because that was two years beyond the life expectancy right. of men. Yeah, that's and men were plan. the workforce. So that, was a, that was a brilliant plan by the government at the time. That was a brilliant plan at the time that backfired because now we live to be mm-hmm. almost 100 and uh, and sometimes over 100. And uh, Yeah, it's interesting. Know. I was just working with a client on that he's actually going to be – more years in retirement than he had years working, yes, if you can believe that. Yeah, there's and, a lot of and that. And that's quite a social change yeah, that's happening sure in this country. Quite an expensive social change. Yeah. And it's going to cost a lot of money in taxes. Anyway, the point is, when you go into them, you're living to be 100 years old or whatever the age is, 
you know, we're, we're seeing now things that we never had to deal with before, the mentally debilitated diseases. And it's changing the statistics in the nursing home stays dramatically. We have people now who are, are uh, you know, they're, they're healthy people. Mentally, they're having problems, and they're going into a controlled environment, and we're finding they're going to live a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the nursing home stays are getting longer. We're, we're discovering these illnesses that we never had to look at before. So some you can't ignore. You have to drag it out and look at it. Right. And I think, Don, the, the issue is these disruptors are out there. People have them in the back of their minds. They're not addressing them. They'll never get on to really enjoying no, what they worry. could be enjoying because they're worrying about this you'll next always, bad thing that's going to happen. You'll always worry. And there's so, no sense. Remember, this is a great planning in our mind is about peace of mind. Right. It's about peace of mind, and to get peace of mind, you have to do some sometimes some tough things. You have to bring bring these things out on the table and deal with them. Right. So the two disruptors in this family's situation was the 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 uh, replacement, replacement income, and we have to work out a solution for that, which we did. And the other uh, problem was nursing home. These are people that said, "Oh, it's never going to happen to me." All the statistics say it's going to. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, one out of two people over 65 is going to spend some time in a nursing home. Yeah, didn't you say most people have the homeowner's insurance with the fire protection? Yeah. They're less likely to have a, their house right. burned down than go in a nursing home. You probably home. don't even know somebody whose house is burned down. But you, you continue to, you know, I don't like to pay those premiums either. But, you know, so that's the attitude we have to take. Next thing, number nine, we have conservative yearly projections of growth and Expenditures, conservative yearly projections of growth and expenditures to age 100, based on the fact we told you we don't know who's going to live that long. Mm-hmm. So conservative means, here's why we do this. I want you to know, we use 5% growth. Some of you really have a heart attack when I say that. You say, oh, no, I'm getting way more than that. Let's hope you do. I hope you do. But if your plan will work on 5%, I'm pretty confident that most years we're going to be able to sit down with you and say we have extra money. Right, and that takes into account market fluctuations one year or... Yeah, and look at what's happening peace of mind-wise to the to the client. We have somebody that you're setting down with every year for three, four years in a row as they're into their maintenance part of their plan, and every year we're telling them, you have more money, you have more money, you have more money. What do you think their peace of mind issue is going to be? You think it would be fairly comfortable their plan is going to work the way they Mine want it to? Mine would be. Yeah. yeah so that's a, that's a tremendous difference from the investment world's approach, which says, let's shoot for 12% and never hit it. Yeah. And you're going to be really comfortable with that one, boy. Well, the truth of the matter is you're not going to be comfortable with that one. So, I mean, we design many of the things that we do within the estate planning team to give our clients comfort so that they can enjoy their lives and they can have peace of mind. All right, number 10, maintain each year. You cannot design a retirement plan and walk away from it and never look at it again. You need to to come back every year. And you need to say, these are our projections. Mark, what projections do you do? Mark does the projections for us in this area. Right. Inflation, spending. Uh, spending. How about assets? Every asset category there is. Mm-hmm. Mark has laid out every everything that you have in your estate where it should be on each consecutive right. year. The roadmap. It's a roadmap, exactly what it is. And so we sit down and look at the map and we say, this is where we need it to be. Where are we? Right. Well, we're because track. We're, okay, because we're conservative most of the time, we're going to be uh, have more money than we anticipated. The client's going to look at that and say, "Jesus is working. I just love this. It's working." And if you follow it every year and you look at it every year and you stay on track, you will get to the goal that you're trying to hit. <clears throat> I want to run through and summarize these things here real quickly. So if people want to write this down, they can. Number one, an accurate net worth. Number two, an accurate passage cost analysis 
Number three, an ideal lifestyle picture, including goals. Number four, cost of lifestyle. Number five, define the differences, plus or minus. Mm -hmm. It's our spending analysis. Number six, ideal yearly amount to accomplish goals. Number seven, deal with the disruptors. Number eight, conservative projections of growth and expenditures. And number nine, maintain the plan each year. Mm-hmm. If you follow mm-hmm. those steps, those are the steps we follow. Let oh, me run through quickly okay. the special that we have going. We have a special incentive program, and what we want you to do is call. If you're interested in a free spending analysis, call us. We'll do that for you. The first 10 people that mm-hmm. call, call today. I wouldn't right. wait until later. And um, that does not apply to people who've had a previous special. Right. And we need to get some information. Carrie will go over with you. And anyone, you. even if you don't want the spending analysis, you are always welcome for the free consultation. Absolutely. You have nothing to lose. Absolutely. We do that for free, and we're going right. to give you a lot of great you information. You can call 440-239-2090 or toll-free 877-239-29. And check out the website at financialfoodforthought.com. Right. Wow, Next. fastest meeting of the week. Yes, it was. Next two weeks, estate planning, lowering passage costs, and strategies to increase values to your ears. Join us. In the meantime, stay safe. Take care. Have a good week, everybody. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming sessions. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com.